the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. Today, we will hear a classic message that we believe will be a blessing to you. Our goal is to teach God's Word in a way that compels you to live a life that overflows and blesses others. Let's join Bishop Greer as we continue the teaching from our previous broadcast. Here's the thing. You are the only one responsible for your emotions. Nobody else is responsible. Do you understand? The way I feel is the way I feel. I am the captain of my ship. Do you understand? And he's, he's really giving people power back. Again, in our culture, everybody, I'm like this because, because. No. At some point, you decided it was okay. And what I'm trying to do today, and this is why, again, this is a little drilling and, and, and you know, the dentist is doing the job here because it's countercultural. What I'm trying to say is own your life. And the truth that's going to set you free today is you don't have to be a certain way. You can be the way God wants you to be. You can respond how God wants you to respond. I know it's tough. But we're dealing with some truth here. Lest any root of what? Bitterness. This is what happened to the Grinch here. Now, in, in the movie that came out this year, they add a little more information. And, and what they said was when, when the Grinch was a child, he was an orphan. And when Christmas came around, he'd watch all the other kids, you know, play with the family and get gifts from the parents. He never got gifts and, and he never had a family. And, and, and he had these unresolved childhood issues. But my Bible tells me is when I was a child, I thought like a child. But, but, but when I became a man, I put away childish thing. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. How can we call ourselves a grown-up still stuck on stuff that happened when we were 9, 10, or 12? Let me tell you more. Let me tell you more. Our maturity level grows until that point we become offended. If you were offended at 12 and hadn't got over it, your maturity level in that area stays about 12. That's why grown folks still act like children. I mean, some of us will we'll go back to 25 immediately because something happened at 25. We can't get past. We never matured. Grasp past that point. Same thing in a marriage. Y'all were good until five years in. Something happened. And then you couldn't get past that thing that happened and your relationship never matured beyond 
age five. I went to preaching pretty good there. We don't resolve the disappointment, the dissatisfaction, the discouragement properly. It ends up getting lodged and rooted in our souls. He continues the word picture. Lest any root of bitterness watch it springing up. This is a picture of a, a, a little plant just, you know, uh, starting to sprout and, and, and just starting to grow. It isn't a large plant yet. It's not a tree. You know, it's not, not big. But it's breaking through the soil and starting to peek out at the world. Here's the deal. The fact that this thing is growing in your soil means at some point there was a seed hidden in that same soil. And if we don't deal with it at seed and root level, we're going to find ourselves in a little bit of trouble. Here's how I deal with this. When I start hearing myself constantly saying negative things about a person, about a place, about any noun, any issue, I know something's going on on the inside. When I can't let the small stuff go, I mean, a tiny, you, you, st- you know, uh, you know, uh, like I said, you know, it's a little thing for someone to take your food. I don't like people eating my food, by the way, but, you know, it's a small thing. <laughs> I mean, when you blow up because somebody ate your French fry, you, you know, when you can't let go of, of the small thing. Okay, Bishop went five minutes over and now you're like, ah, something's wrong. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so there, 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 there's an issue. And, and when I, I start, petty things start bothering me. He left the thing off the toothpaste again, and, and why didn't he fill the toilet roll, and, you know, and, and just these little tiny things, and I know something's springing up on the inside, because I've been bishoping my soul for a long time now, and I've learned to pay attention to myself. Do you understand what I'm saying? But here's the deal. No one else responsible will pay attention to you but you. And if you don't do it, it won't be done. I used to think I get married, she'd fix it all. No, she won't. That's not her responsibility. Her responsibility is to bishop her own soul, to keep her own heart sweet. You understand what I'm saying? Lest any root of bitterness springing up, watch this, cause trouble. Those who are themselves troubled cause trouble. Last week we said hurt people hurt people. Bitterness troubles, disquiets, and torments the soul. It starts as a seed of anger, a little seed. But then it starts getting rooted into, I'm going to get even. I'm going to get you back. And these tentacles start stretching out. Then it finally breaks out of hiding, out of nowhere, into full-fledged resentment, bitterness, spite, and strife. But it started as a seed. Here's the deal. We'll all get angry. The Bible says, in your anger, sin not. So what I got to do is, yeah, I'm angry, but don't let that turn into, I'm going to get even. Don't let that turn into, I can't stand you. We will all have moments of anger, but make sure that moment doesn't grow roots. And by this, many, is that what it says? 
become defiled. When we're upset with someone and we don't deal with the raw emotions of that moment, it's not going to be long before you start to open up your mouth and begin to get others to try to feel the way you do. Jesus says this, and this is, this has helped me manage myself, not perfectly, but this has helped me for, for years. This one truth has revolutionized uh, how I, 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 I shepherd myself, if you will. Uh, Matthew 12 and 34. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you want to know what's going on in the heart, pay attention to the conversations. So when I start saying certain things, I know, Derek, you're going in the wrong direction. You know, know, before you get to a certain place on the road, there there are caution signs, warning signs, danger, it's slippery signs. And God, you know, all these signs are there. You hear the things you're saying and then you're surprised you end up where you end up. There was an off ramp. You could have taken another direction. See, angry heart, angry words. Hostile heart, hostile words. So when I start communicating angrily, Lord, what's going on with me? When there's a hostility, Lord, what's going on? What we say, there's something wrong with you. And because you did, if you didn't do, Lord, what's going on with me? Because from the abundance of the heart, my mouth is trying to tell me something. And God wants me to be my own episcopos, to, to oversee my heart and pay attention to the signs. Back to Hebrews 12 and 15. Now let's read this verse with understanding. Looking carefully, meaning bishoping and overseeing your own souls, lest anyone fall short of the grace of, of God, unless we remove the, the lens of grace and mercy. Lest any root of bitterness, as, a, as bitter fruit puts a scowl on a person's face, bitterness of the heart does the same thing. What expression do you have on your face when you speak of your spouse? When you speak of your sister, you speak of your, 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 your parent, your former friend, your former pastor. But when that bitter scowl starts to come up, I realize something in me has started to take root. It's a springing up and causes trouble. Again, it starts as a seed of anger, but then it begins to deepen if we're not careful. You will always know the seeds that were planted by what grows. So if you are in a certain place emotionally, Know that there was a seed that got that started. And what you got to do is say, that didn't come out of nowhere. And again, you, you, you saw the caution sign. There was red flashing light, but you kept going down that avenue. And now you got a harvest of rage. But if maybe you would have talked it through a little bit earlier, if maybe you would have started maybe praying for them instead of talking about them. You know, maybe if you would have taken some evasive action, you, you, you could have uh, dislodged this seed from your heart. But often we don't because we don't feel it's our response. Like they did that to me. It's their responsibility. No, it's, no, 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 it's, no, it's ours. My happiness is mine. 
No one else is responsible to make me okay. I have to choose to be okay. I know that's, I know it's, it's, a, it's a small thing, but if you get that, man, you got the whole message. That how you feel is your choice. And I say this about my wife. She annoys the heck out of me. Because, she does. Because I'm mad. And she's smiling. I'm mad she's going on to the next thing. She's on the phone laughing with her sister, mother, whatever. How do you do that? How do you do that? She's amazing. She's absolutely amazing. But actually, she's helped me get better. And it used to take me, you know, six months. Now it's down maybe to six days. But she, 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 she just... She, 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 she doesn't let stuff sit in her heart and grow evil roots. It says, and by this, not just one person, but many people become defiled. Why? Because when we're wounded, our overstated self-importance Make us feel like, if I'm mad, everybody ought to be mad at you. So we start, you know. Because I'm important and I feel mad, so you should be mad. So, so let me get you mad. Two. The dentist will be through in just a moment. Whenever we experience pain, we have four options. Number one, we bury it by avoiding the subject, pretending it didn't happen, just uh, you know, going on and, 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 and just pushing it aside. And some of us are still mad at our parents because when we were young, we told them something and, and they buried it. And we think because they buried it, they don't love us. Not necessarily so. Humans were just weird and, and, and we only have few ways to respond to issues, and perhaps your parent just did not have enough tools in, in their toolbox to address the issue properly. I'm not excusing it, and, and there's no excuse for, for not dealing with issues in life, but we have four options when we're hurting. Number one, bury it. Number two, we can numb it with busyness, with entertainment, with addictions, Anything to distract us from the pain. You know, I'm going to buy a new car so I can have that new car smell for at least two months so I keep thinking about my accomplishments so I don't have to think about what's really going on on the inside of me. You know, maybe I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go on a shopping spree and buy all this stuff so I don't have to think about what's really, really, really hurting me. And we do things to numb the pain. The third thing we do is transfer it. We transfer it to our friends, the ones we love the most, typically. Our family. By making their lives often a living hell. But the fourth thing is the last option. It's the hardest option. But it's the most courageous option. The fourth choice is to feel it. Mark 5 and 23 tells us When Jesus was offered 
wine mixed with myrrh, which was a narcotic, to help him deal with the pain of his particular cross, he refused. It's why I admire Jesus so much. No, I love him, but I salute him, dear God. Jesus wanted to to feel fully everything required for our salvation. He didn't want to be spared a pang. He said, you are worth it to me. Everything that it costs for you to be free, I'm going to feel it. Dear God, what type of human being? God became man on that cross. And he, he didn't drink. And the Bible actually says he was offered a cup twice, two different substances in the cup. But the last time he accepted the cup, it was really for him to keep his consciousness even longer. Jesus, the strength, the power. I mean, come on. If anyone on the cross, I mean, if anyone in history had an excuse to get a break, if anyone had an excuse to, you know, to, to, to how, have their pain numb just a little bit. It was the perfect Jesus. But he refused. And he felt it. Nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock, three o'clock. Finally, it is finished. And by this, Many become defiled. Now, I think the Grinch tried to bury his childhood pain by becoming the recluse he became on Mount Crumpet. He's like, well, if I get away from people, they never hurt me anymore, and, and I won't have to go through the pain. I won't have to see families and, and all the rest. So the, the way I'm, I'm going to uh, deal with my pain is to bury it. I'm just going to avoid people that, that can cause me pain. It's just going to be me and, and this animal. But also, the second option on how we deal with pain, the challenge is since Dr. Seuss' uh, book was a children's story, he couldn't tell us all the things that, that, that the Grinch might have done to try to numb his pain. We don't know if Ray Ray dropped stuff off once a week. We, we don't know if Lola came by, you know, uh, two or three nights a week. We, we, we have no, no clue. But on Christmas Eve, he did try to transfer his pain by trying to make the people of Whoville as miserable as he was. And again, the reality is hurt people hurt people. And what I'm learning to do as I'm trying to mature is when someone does something wounding, instead of saying what you did to me, I start thinking, man, somebody must have hurt you. What happened in your life to make you do something like that? And then it says again, but it uses a different word. And by this, many, meaning this affects a lot of people, become defiled. I'm here to tell you today, there is a way to get out of Oscar's garbage can. Remember, Oscar was the grump in Sesame Street. You can get off, get off of Mount Crumpet, Mount Grouch, Mount Grump, Mount Hurt. Mount Payne. Yes. 
But the way of escape and the way down is found in one word. Forgiveness. I know they don't deserve it. They don't. But that's the whole point. Forgiveness cannot be earned. It's a gift. It's a gift. If it can be earned, it's not forgiveness. Dr. King said, let no man pull you low enough to hate him. You will never know how strong your heart is until you forgive those who broke it. Forgiveness is my gift to you, but moving on is my gift to myself. Dr. Smead says, he says this, he says, to forgive is to set another prisoner free only to discover that prisoner was you. Forgiveness does not change the past, but it will change your future. Here's my, my advice today. This, this is, it sums up everything I'm saying to you. In fact, I've even cut it short so it wouldn't hurt too long today. But this is what we got to do. Simple advice. Let it hurt. Let it heal. And let it go. Don't pretend it didn't happen. Don't bury it. Let it hurt. Maybe you need to have the conversation with somebody. Not to get back at somebody. But a conversation where you can confess. And you can unburden your heart. Let it hurt. Let it heal. And let it go. I believe before we have Christmas with family and friends and all the rest. Let's not let the Grinch steal another Christmas. Let's, let's really let God make us bigger on the inside. Let's deal with, yeah, that hurt. And yeah, when I was 12, I never really dealt with it. I pretended and pushed it away. But you know what? Now at 35, I'm going to deal with the hurt. I'm going to face it squarely. And God says, I honor that. Now I'll touch it and heal it. And your responsibility now is to let it go. Amen. Amen. Right now, every head bowed, every eye closed. This is the most important part of our time together. Here's the deal. If you're like me, you have problems forgiving. The only reason I can forgive is because God helps me. My humanity is a mess. If you're like me, you realize you need help. So right now, you see, you say, well, okay, bishop, priest, and I got to forgive. Yeah, but that's not exactly what I was saying. The only way you can really forgive is if you let Christ live in you and forgive through you. You need that person that from the cross said, Father, forgive. They don't know what they're doing. He gave people a pass because of his grace and mercy. You need that one who, again, wouldn't numb his pain, took it all to help you bear your pain and your hurt so that you can let it go and move on. 
This has been a classic edition of the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Our prayer is that this teaching from God's Word strengthens and inspires you to live a life bigger than yourself. So remember, you can access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. And we also invite you to join the Grace Church family for service online by connecting on our website or on YouTube at Grace Church VA TV. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes to live big. Family, we are in unprecedented times. People are hurting, crime is rising, and despite our best efforts, the church is becoming more and more polarized. We have the white church, the black church, Latino church, Asian church, etc., all with important interests, but the principal interest must always be the larger cause of Christ. Jesus said, a house divided cannot stand. So if we're going to survive these uncertain times, it's vital that we deal boldly with the hindrances to our unity, and chief among them is race. When my children were small, I taught them to do four things when they hurt each other. Number one, admit their mistake. Number two, empathize with the pain they cause. Number three, find ways to make things right. And number four, move forward with their relationship. But each of these steps could only take place after a conversation. It's time for us to talk. Join me and leaders like Don Crow, Pastor John Jenkins, Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Gordon Robertson, and many others by signing the Statement of Change. Go to letstalklive.org. That's letstalklive.org. And we can make a difference together. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.